She has captivated many. She has allowed herself to be used by God as an example of what a relationship with God really looks like. And now, Regina Johnson Ministries proudly presents Unstoppable You, the brand new book by Pastor Regina Johnson. Order yours today. To order Unstoppable You by Pastor Regina Johnson, please go to unstoppable.kickoffpages.com. Who is Regina Johnson? A wife. My heart and soul. A mother. Strong. Patient. Inspiring. A nonsense royal princess. A pastor. It's time for me to make up my mind that no matter what's going on, Jesus has to be first. An author and radio host. Good afternoon. I'd like to welcome you to Refresh. Don't miss Refresh with Pastor Regina Johnson every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Hey, guys, I want to welcome you to the show. This is Regina Johnson, your host. I'd like to uh, give a shout-out first to all of the other hosts that went before me this Sunday and those that are coming up afterwards. I pray that everyone had an incredible show uh, on today and those that are coming, that your show will be incredible, too. Today, guys, I want you to get ready for an incredible uh, show because we have a first-time author that I think that you really want to hear her story. You want to be uh, a part of what she is doing. Before I go any further, though, I'd like to also give a quick shout-out to uh, all of the men that were a part of the Men on the Move, the calendar, the shots that we have seen so far are absolutely incredible. If you did not get your calendar, be sure and purchase one. If you don't know how, be sure and plug in and get the information here on NHISG Sports Media. Today, our guest is Tanika Bryant. Tanika, are you there with us today? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for being so patient. We are glad to have you here with us. Uh, you are first-time author. Your book is called Uncovered, The Life of a Single Wife. I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for allowing us to be able to interview you. I'm sure that what you have to share will be a blessing to all. Before we get in too deep about your book, Tanika, I'm just going to jump right in and ask you, share a little bit about who is Tanika Bryant. Okay. Well, thank you so much uh, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I am a, a mentor and a coach. I uh, mentor and coach women and, and young ladies. I'm an empowerment speaker. And um, as you mentioned, I'm a first-time um, author. Um, and um, I just really, you know, enjoy being able to connect uh, with women, and especially women who have a purpose and um, who also experience certain things in their lives and are at the point they want to move past pain and into purpose. So that's a little bit about me. So we'll just kind of wrap it up and say that you are one that is called to help uh, ladies launch from one place to the other, from a down place um, to the destiny spot. Is that correct? Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, really, uh, to really move past the, brokenness and get into the transition into the blessing. But like you said, move to actually move beyond anything that is help is holding them back or has held them back and I move forward with the purpose and assignment that God has on their life. Usually when God gives us an assignment, it is birthed out of a place that he had us to travel through. Is that where your book's coming from? A place where God allowed you to go through? Absolutely. Um, this this book was birthed out of a, a, a place of pain and a, a place of, of brokenness uh, for me, uh, myself. Um, and as I had gone through those things, and, and it involved uh, being abused, being in an abusive marriage and those things. And I, I thought I, while I was going through those things, God spoke to me and said, you're not alone. You're not the only one. And I want your, you know, I want your faith in front of it. I want you, you know, to share your story um, to bring healing and deliverance for others um, that are coming behind you. So it was definitely a place, a place of um, 
pain, but I also recognize it as a place place of purpose. And oftentimes that's where your purpose actually comes from is a source of pain. I've noticed that in the places where it was the most difficult for me is the place where God used me in the most profound ways. Um, I uh, pastor a church and have been a senior for uh, 19 years. This coming year, uh, my husband is joining me in the ministry. And one of the things that I've shared is that um, we can often recognize uh, the cry in the congregation that is a cry that we once cried. I think that's one of the reasons why God, uh, he entrusts us with struggles. Uh, Sometimes we feel like it's happening uh, to us, but it's really happening for us. Can you say that is uh, something that you someone have felt in this journey on your way to uh, authoring this book? Um, Yes, I did. And actually, um, and I talked about a little bit in my book, a lot of times what happens is when God um, has an assignment for you, has a purpose for you, he will confirm that um, through other people. He will set people on your path to really confirm that you are walking in the in the right direction and you're on the right path to continue walking and it's it's um something how every um job that I see I'm not, and they would say, Well, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but you know, this is what I'm going through in my marriage or I'm you know, I'm in an abusive marriage or my you know, I'm going through a divorce and every time, you know, it was a word that God had for me for them and I realized, okay, Lord, that's why I'm here. This was my assignment. And um and I began to actually just even look for it because I knew that God was placing women um and everywhere I went before I even said a word, I would have women just drawn to me and that was their, their source of pain. That was their struggle at the time. So um I knew then that not only did I have to continue to move and walk in um on this path, but I had to actually write you know, the story so that, again, it could uh, de- bring deliverance and healing to others who who's ready to transition and move past that pain. So I think you're absolutely correct in that. In uh, the first half of the show, it kind of moves a little quick, but I'd like for you to give us just a little bit of a teaser just uh, of how you actually ended up at a place uncovered. You shared a little bit about going through abuse and struggle and without, you know, mm-hmm. revealing uh, all of the book, but I, I think it would be just unfair to the listeners to not really know a little bit more of that place where God healed and delivered you from. And if we have time before the first break, uh, if you could just kind of share a little bit uh, about that. What was the journey that brought you to Uncovered? Okay. Um, The journey uh, began, I uh, married my husband, um, and we we dated for just a short period of time, and I I married my husband, and and like every other woman, I felt that, you know, this was a great time of ministry for us. It was going to be a great time of, you know, just really um, doing what God had set for us to do in our marriage. but unfortunately, uh, through through that time, um, there very early on in the marriage, it became very abusive, and I found myself um, covered in that I was absolutely married under covenant with my husband. However, um, because of the abuse, we were not able to really commune with one another in the same household. So we were looking at being separated and. I lived in separate lives, and I was living as a single wife um, in, in the in the term of, you know, not being able to share, you know, those things that, you know, married couples are supposed to share. How do I continue, Lord, you know, under covenant, absolutely, and to, to really, um, you know, hold true to my vows, but how do I, you know, walk this out being, you know, covered but still single in that, you know, I'm alone. I'm having to take care of all the responsibilities, everything on my own, and still, you know, trust you and 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 look to you to help me to get through, you know, this time that wasn't supposed to be, you know, for us. So that, let me um, let me ask you this: Were there mm-hmm. any were there any children involved in uh, no. in this time of no, oh, no, man. there was not any children. 
Wow. Let me ask you another question because when you said that um, you were really expecting this to be a time of where you can share and walk in ministry together, so when you connected with your husband, it wasn't as if there were two people that did not know the Lord. Can I can I just uh, say that? Um, yes. You believed that that moment when you were with him, uh, joined with him in covenant uh, before the Lord, that that you were equally yoked. And and I'm going somewhere with that. Um, mm-hmm. But but can you say that you believed that he he was it, he was someone that you were equally yoked with? Am I am I okay oh, in saying that? Oh, definitely, and, and we talked about that as well. Oh, definitely, we both were uh, very much so uh, believers, um, both uh, in our faith, in church, serving. Um, so definitely, this was definitely a union that was one that was um, where, again, we saw ministry had been even, you know, said that, you know, our marriage was going to birth the powerful ministry. So we were both, you know, very much so equally yoked, very much so uh, wanting to do the work of the Lord together as a young Christian saved couple. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm asking these questions is because there are a lot of young single women who are, they're looking for that guy to find them, you know, that, mm. that Boaz to find them in the house of the Lord, in the work mm-hmm. of the ministry. Um, was there any flags? Uh, usually in counseling, mm-hmm. uh, we share uh, with there are flags sometimes that we choose to overlook. Tanika, mm-hmm. now looking back, would you say there were some flags? Were you able to see anything that would kind of make you go, maybe, maybe not? Or or did it just not show itself at all until after you were married? There were, you are asking some wonderful questions, and they all are addressing this, but there were absolutely many uh, flags, um, and I talked about that as well. So one thing, um, and, and we hear that a lot, that, you know, he that finds the wife finds a good thing, and the women are just waiting, you know, for that man to find them. And I, and I talk about this, but he's looking for rules. You know, and um, he that finds the wife, he's he's looking for roots. So, you know, we as women have to have our own relationship and understand who we are in Christ and understand who Christ is and know Christ and know that word for our soul that, you know, we can't identify, you know, what's natural, what's spiritual, understand these signs that come that we see. And um and that's what happened and I and I always say that it's not about location when he finds you. He needs to find you doing the things that he's petitioning the Lord for. You know, serving, understanding, knowing that word, knowing who you are in the Lord. So it's not about location, it's about really, you know, who you are in a, in in relationships. So there were signs. Um and I and I and and I say that we prepare a lot of times to be married, but we don't prepare for what the marriage really means. The two become one is real. It's not just about yes, paper. It it's about no, being it's able to to gird yourself up and fight against, you know, the spiritual warfare because the enemy doesn't want, he doesn't like marriage. He hates marriage. He doesn't want that to happen. So um, there was signs, and I, and I won't go into what they were because it's in the book, but there was signs. And um, right. even so, you know, we, we had been told by a, a counselor, uh, a, a pastor, excuse me, that we've gone to counseling for. He said, um, I'm not telling you it's not a, a good idea, but I am telling you it's not a good time because he has wow. to deal with some things. And, you know, you as know a woman, on, again, Tanika. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Tanika, I'm going to interrupt you right there, but I want you to hold on to that point. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, listeners, but I don't want you to go away. I want you to stay plugged in because I believe there are some women and men that need to hear the rest of this interview. You're listening to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. We'll be right back in a moment. Spreading the word of the Lord through music ministry on Gospel 107. We're live on NHISG 101.1 every Sunday. Gospel music from Legends Lee Williams. Rance Allen and Shirley Caesar. Join us for Sunday service delivered by Pastor Regina Johnson, Pastor Russell Moore, and Pastor Johnny Ray Noble. Bible study with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. And Christian Talk Radio with Pastor Renetta Watson, Pastor Annie Sally, Pastor Warren Sally, and Benita Coney. Gospel 107. Every Sunday, a Never Had It So Good 101.1. 
Hey guys, this is Regina Johnson. You're listening to Refresh. If you have not been plugged into this show, I'm so glad that you have joined us. Today we have a very special woman of God, first-time author, who is sharing her story uh, inside of her new book, which is called Uncovered. Uh, Miss Tanika Bryant, are you there with us, Tanika? Yes, I am. Before we went on the break, we were talking about signs, uh, red mm-hmm. flags, before um, we get married. You were saying that you were married. The marriage did not last. There was some abuse that took place in it, uh, and then you and your husband ended up separated. We were talking about were there flags because this wasn't some man. Uh, the two of you are not people that were estranged to the relationships of the mm-hmm. Lord. You knew God but yet there Mm -hmm. were signs. I want you to just kind of step back a minute because you said you were speaking to a pastor was actually counseling you, Mm -hmm. counseling you. And and what did he say? Let's pick up right there. Um, He said that I'm not saying your marriage is not a good idea. He said, but I am saying it is not a good time. Mm. And he he said uh, it's going to be important for him to, deal with what he's dealing with from his past, otherwise Mm -hmm. it will manifest in your marriage. Those were his words. You know, that's uh, being a pastor, I've had the privilege to be able to counsel couples before. Uh, My husband and I, before they actually were married, we had one out of, I can't even tell you, countless of couples that uh, we advised them to wait and I can say mm-hmm. I've only had one that actually trusted God. They were in the church. I can say some of the marriages lasted, but the majority of them did not because the mm-hmm. heed to wait and allow mm-hmm. God to put things in order so that there would be longevity, so that the glory of God could be revealed through the marriages, um, so that there would be peace and joy in the covenant, only one couple that actually did it. We um, we actually said, you know, if you guys would just wait, and they came to the office. I told them to think about it. They came back to the office, and they said, okay, we're willing to wait, and they waited another six months, and then we we performed the marriage. But even in that, there were still challenges, and I love mm-hmm. the fact that there was someone that was giving you guys the heads up now looking back, I know I don't even have to ask this, but just for the listening audience, when you think about those words being uh, just coming forth or playing out in your mind, what do you think? I think, my God, I knew then, um, and, and I will say, I, I knew then when he said that, that um, I, should, I should wait, that this was not the, the best uh, direction to go in at that time. But, again, mm-hmm. um, like I said, that's why it's so important to prepare yourself spiritually, not preparing for cakes and for, you know, photographers and venues, but prepare yourself spiritually, um, again, so that you, you, you are strong enough to make and in tune enough with God to make the best decision you know, for your life and for your marriage. And, and, I, and I said, you know, if I had done those things, if I had been Ruth, Ruth, then, you know, I would have made a different decision. And I knew then when we decided to go forward that this was not the best decision to make. And it was a decision mm-hmm. that um, it was words that I, we played in my mind throughout the marriage. One of the things that I've, I've noticed that, uh, when it gets that close to the wire, people are afraid of, mm-hmm. um, they're afraid of being embarrassed. Uh, yeah. They don't want to admit that maybe we're missing the timing. And what you're saying is you, it might be the right person. Just mm-hmm. need to wait. Just wait on yeah. God. Oh, my goodness. And beyond even marriage, can, we can think of numerous times, I know in my own life, things where I got a yes, but not like this, mm-hmm. even in my own marriage, I remember hearing the Lord tell me, I asked him, I said, God, I am already in love with this man. 
but I'd mm-hmm. already gone through something previously that was just almost almost just destroyed me. And uh, and so I had learned how to trust God. And so I asked the Lord, beyond even how I feel, if he is not the one, remove him. Because I know what you have for me, it is for my good. There are very few people that can stand in that place and say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to back up. I'm, I'm willing to, to wait. I'm, I'm willing to trust. They are more concerned, just like what you said, about the cake, the dress, the, the whatever, mm-hmm. because they don't want to be embarrassed. You agree? Regina, I think you read my book. <laughs> no. That's exactly right. That's exactly what was going through my head. I said, well, and, and actually um, this was only a few days before because the sign had manifested. This was only uh-huh. a few days before that we actually had the counseling, which is a lesson in that to begin with. Always, before you even get to the point of planning your wedding, go through your counseling first. We, this was oh, a couple wow. of days prior, and I said, oh, my God. I said, um, I would look weak. I would look, you know, I would disappoint people if we didn't go through with it. So right. I deferred to him. I said, what do you think? Wow. And he said, wow. let's go with it. And I went with it knowing it was not the right decision, but I was not strong enough to take a step back, like you said, and and really, you know, talk to the Lord, consult with the Lord about it, you know, and, and I already had, you know, got, had I had the uh, godly counsel when I said that um, wise is he who seek godly counsel, but even wiser is a man that listens to the godly counsel. <laughs> and uh, right, um, right. so, uh, yeah, well, I, what I've noticed is right. a lot of times mm-hmm. they show up at counseling, but their minds are already made up. Yes. So no yes. matter what you what you say, those whose minds were already made up, and I can think of a couple of couples whose minds were made up, no matter what I said, no matter what my husband said, their minds were already made up. Mm -hmm. And so to watch them in the struggle that they don't have to go through, uh, didn't have to go through, that they're going through even today. Today there are couples that we know that are in the, I mean, they are in the throes of it because they just could not, Wait, and it's amazing because when you need to wait, there will come a time where you will have to wait. And so Mm -hmm. um, it is absolutely amazing. Um, I think I'm supposed to go to a, uh, not yet, we still have time. I was checking with the engineer. I was thinking that we had to take another break. I'm going to go ahead and just kind of push forward a little bit further into this. So, Tanika, how long was it after you said I do and the dress was in the closet? And the flowers are all done away, and you're back into real life. How long was it before your eyes were open to say, you know what, this was a big mistake? Would you believe it was actually on the honeymoon? It was actually on the honeymoon. Now, I'm going to stop you right there. On the honeymoon, it was an eye-opening mm-hmm. moment. On the honeymoon, the abuse started. On the honeymoon, it was an eye-opening moment uh, of the reality mm-hmm. of, uh, yes, of reality of what I was yes. doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, Tanika. Wow. Wow. Did, let me ask you this, which is another thing that never happens. Did you tell anyone? Initially, I did not. Um, yeah. I, I didn't tell anyone, I, especially my family. Uh, because I have a very strong family, very uh, a, a large family, um, very loving, very supportive family. I didn't want to hurt them. And then again, I was right. I was sh- ashamed. I was dealing ashamed. with a lot that I didn't even know how to process. Right. So initially, I did not. Um, I, but you know, wow. eventually, I I did. Mm-hmm. Would you say that if someone they they identify immediately, even if it's like the day afterwards? the week of mm-hmm. to reach out and get help. And and I'm saying it, not even if anything physical, but if you can sense that something is going awry immediately, even if it's the night of, you know, you just said, I do, you walked out and you get in the car and he's saying something crazy. You need to tell someone. Do you agree? 
Oh, absolutely. I absolutely do. I, and I absolutely believe that it's, um, again, that relationship with Christ, <laughs> your mm-hmm, relationship mm-hmm. with Christ, so that you can identify that something is awry and this is not just, oh, something to overlook, you know, or something right. like, oh, he's having a bad day or this is just. No, your relationship, if you have a relationship with Christ and you've prepared yourself for marriage spiritually, then, you know, you have discernment. You will, God will, will, will speak to you and he will show you and it will right. it will be in your spirit, you know, and then that also was, to have Go ahead. Go I'm, ahead. I'm, and also to have someone, a spiritual mentor, a spiritual yeah. woman of God, a your man of God, someone that you can go to and talk to and get again godly counsel and wisdom about it. But you have to say something because even if you're not at the place where you can recognize, you know, what's happening they could, and someone could give you some some direction and some guidance. Right, right. Um, what I've noticed, especially with the younger girls, younger women, um, that even if they had mentors, once their hearts have locked into this, <laughs> it is yes. so hard to get them to hear you when all they can see is the dress, the ring, the cake, the invitations. Mm-hmm. You know, the day they get to be uh, the princess for the day, I I, um, often tell them, I said, it's such a process because you go from being a girlfriend to the fiancé to being a bride to being a wife. The transition from being a bride to a wife, if you're not ready, see, all that other stuff is cute and fluffy, but from a bride Mm -hmm. to a wife, real life kicks in right there. And if you are not ready, let me tell you something, it doesn't matter how pretty the pictures were. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how many people showed up at the wedding. It doesn't matter how fluffy the cake was. That's right. <laughs> if you're not, and you have to deal with things. You have to deal with things that may not even be necessarily abusive, but you have to deal with things right. like underwear on the floor. Can I just That's tell right. somebody? You know, cabinets right. left open in the kitchen. The toothpaste cap left on the toothpaste. <laughs> Could you please put the lid down on the toilet? Stuff like that right. you never thought would be a source of just frustration in a marriage, you know, or you don't know everything and you can't be my daddy. You know, all of mm-hmm. those types of things that really you have to be ready for that takes you beyond all the weight you lost to fit into that size six dress. You've got right. to be ready emotionally, spiritual, mm-hmm. uh, spiritually. And I love the fact that you said we have discernment. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. We have to use discernment to recognize where we are and who we are with. Correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. So, into your book, without giving up any details, do you basically help us to be able to walk through it, uh, notice some of the signs, I don't want you to give it up, but I do want you to make it uh, yummy for the people so they'll say, you know what, I have to have that book. My women's group <laughs> needs that book. The single women need this book. Oh, uh, the single men need this book. Give me some of the mm-hmm. yummy parts. Well, um, in this book, it actually walks through all four critical stages of relationship from single to married mm-hmm. to those who are separated to even being mm-hmm. divorced. And there are critical it. thoughts, practical biblical insight, lessons learned um, through all of it. In every section, um, there's, you know, how to get through it. You know, what are some of the things, what are some of the signs when you're, you know, in a, if you're in a relationship that may be a toxic relationship or why it's important uh-huh. to prepare? How do I prepare? What does that look like? Even if you're right. when you become married and what that means spiritually and the two becomes one, there's some true revelation behind that. Because, again, it's not about that ring. After that day is gone, life begins, and the fight yes. for your marriage is on. And you have to, again, understand the dynamic of of relationship and of marriage, and I have that even. Um, it speaks to that in the book. But then what do I do if I'm separated? If I find myself um, in, in a situation where, you know, we're separated now, oftentimes we separate with no purpose, with no plan. Mm-hmm. We separate 
and it becomes cute. It becomes a game. We get right back together, not even realizing, okay, well, did the thing that we separated from, have we addressed that? Have we resolved that? Are we coming back together knowing that we're coming back together as a union to be able to move forward in this marriage, or are we just coming back together because a couple of weeks or a couple of days have passed? So I um, having their separation without preparation equals desperation. Let's, if, you, if you have to separate, well, what is that going to look like, and how do you know when it's time to come back? So wow. if it's time wow. to, or if we should come back together. So that's in there because, you know, I know this, that that happens a lot. That happened to me. And then if you divorce. Being single and being single again is when I'm single and, yes, and, yes, and have yes. never been in covenant is different than mm-hmm. when I'm in covenant with someone and now I'm single yes. again. Totally yes. different. So how to approach and that? So what how you do, do is you help people to be able to maneuver through all of those stages, correct? Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. That's amazing. Normally when you have um, books that tell the story about where we have been and where we are, that's basically what it is. It is an, a story. But what you can say about your book is it is instructional. It's your story, but it is leading people to resolve to places Absolutely. where they can really find the help that is needed. Saying that about finding help that is needed, one of the things that I have, uh, that we have come to the understanding of in uh, ministry is that sometimes people need help. They need spiritual help. But that it is all right. Also, you've prayed. You, you're, you're, you know, you're fasting. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's all right to involve counseling. Are you, uh, are you, uh, do you even suggest anything like that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I even talk about it in all of this. If, if it were not for the counseling that I received, um, mm-hmm. even like I said prior to you know, are being married. But even during um, being married, I, I, I leaned heavily on the counsel from my my mm-hmm. pastor and my first uh-huh. lady. I was able to glean yeah. so much. And I listened. <laughs> I wow. listened. Wow. And I, because, wow. again, I was building my relationship with Christ, and I was allowing them to pour, you know, into me, you know, and to rebuild me, you know, from from the from the ashes, you know, pretty much, um, right? Or what the right. enemy thought was going to be the ashes in the end of right. the story, but um, uh, I absolutely say, especially because going through this, going through any of this, uh, anything, um, especially when it becomes when it comes to marriage, because marriage is so powerful, especially in right. the kingdom of God, it is so powerful. It is a force to be reckoned with. And the enemy yes, understands is. that. He knows that. Uh-huh. So right. um it, it it is very devastating to, to go through to, to go through that. But counseling is is definitely um one that I would say is is has been something um I mean we we sought counseling even together um at one point but he he decided that he, he no longer wanted to listen or he no longer wow. wanted to, to yeah. avail himself to that. So, but I would say well, definitely counseling is important and necessary. Well, um, one of the things that I have, uh, Stephen, in listening to you, um, the support systems for newly married couples definitely need to be in place, and they need mm. to be in place in the church. Um, and if it's not just in the church, it should be in a Christian organization where they can give them godly advice on how to stand even after the I do's. And so I can see the importance of, um, I can see the importance of uh, uh, counseling in, during, and and even afterwards, before, during, and afterwards. Hey, look, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, For those of you that are listening, don't go away. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Tamika Bryant here on Refresh with Regina Johnson, your host. Be back in a moment.
Hey guys, this is Regina Johnson. You've been listening to Refresh. Uh, I am here in the final moments of our show today. If you have not been plugged in and you're just now plugging in, I want you to go back and listen to the replay of the show. It is going to uh, truly bless you. We have a first-time author on the show today, Tanika Bryant, and uh, her book, I Know It's Going to Be Amazing, she has been an incredible, incredible guest uh, with a lot of insight on actually, I would just say, uh, restoring, uh, building, um, you know, uh, your life, your life, your marriage uh, after uh, things have just been torn apart. And uh, so I be sure. And before I go any further, this is this just popped in my head. Tanika, are you there with me? Yes, I am. How do they, um, you're a little low right now, if you could kind of come up just a little bit for me. How do they go about ordering your book or, or purchasing book? Is it online? Or is it in stores yet? How, how do they go about it, purchasing it, the book? It is in, on Amazon.com. So it's Uncover the Life of a Single Wife on Amazon. Okay. All right, guys, if you do not, uh, if you've missed the show, Again, listen to the replay, but for sure get this book by Tanika Bryant, Uncovered, The Life of a Single Wife. Is that correct? Did mm-hmm. I say correct? Yes. All right. Correct. Um, Tanika, before we um, – we don't have much time. We have about 10 minutes here in this, this segment of the show. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to cut you loose and uh, just let you just really share your heart. But what you really would like for women or people in general, women, men, uh, to get out of the book or your life experience. I'm going to go ahead and just kind of let you uh, just kind of run with it for a second, and I'll just I'll step back in in a second. What would you like? Just share your heart. Okay. Um, the main thing that I would like for uh, readers to get out of this book, and especially women, Who've been abu- uh, who've been affected by a domestic abuse, abuse to know that, or any type of trauma or, or um, 
our experiences that uh, they've experienced brokenness is that, you know, there is purpose beyond the pain and that you can rebuild, you can restore, and you can reclaim, you know, your your power that God is giving you uh, to walk uh, this thing out and really come out victorious. Uh, everything that you need is in Christ. God, in Christ has put it in you. Also, to just, um, if there's things that you're going through, be open to share, be open to to share it, and to uh, discuss it, and to get help. You know, to get help for. There's no shame in uh, anything. We all have a story. We, but we all we all have a purpose. And a lot of times, if you're wondering what your purpose is and what God has placed you here to do, trace it back to that source of pain or whatever that source of pain is. Oftentimes, you will find your purpose. And I I also want to say I think I'd be remiss without saying. Um, Virginia, you mentioned um, having support groups, um, counseling and support groups um, in the church for new married couples. I think that is absolutely um, needed and critical and vital um, to have. And and also even uh, domestic violence awareness and education as well, um, because there are many that are still uh, silently suffering in the church and outside of the church. So even having more awareness and education on that. And, um, you know, just my, my heart is just for, again, women to um, come out of pain and, and step into purpose and transition into purpose and, and know that you are not what you've been, you've been through, you know, um, but it's about what you're going through. God has instructions and directions for you, not from where the pain is, but for where the purpose is. And it just means that we just need to, we have to transition to get there. And that just means that we need to shift. And I I have something I call shift. In order to transition from pain to purpose, there's two things that we have to do. We have to shift, seek his instructions for today, and we have to move. Once we have those instructions, we have to move, meditate on victory every day. So um, that's my heart um, that I would would share with anyone um, in that you know, there is still purpose behind the pain. Guys, you're listening to Janika Bryant, the author of Uncovered. Uh, you're just hearing just a little just a little tip of what has been discussed throughout the show. Again, I want to uh, encourage you to listen to the recap uh, of the show, You Will Be Blessed, and to purchase the book. So go on Amazon.com and uh Look up uh, the author, uh, Tanika Bryant, her book, Uncovered, The Life of a Single Wife. Um, If you have missed this, you have missed a show. Before we go, uh, Tanika, there was one thing that really popped in my head when you were uh, doing your wrap-up here. And the question I want to ask you is, is there anything in your book that helps people identify? And I know it probably sounds uh, foolish, but to identify when they are actually being abused. There are people that would say, uh, this is not abuse, or this isn't mm-hmm. abuse. Abuse is not just when someone puts their hands on me, but it's how you treat me and the things that you cause me to endure emotionally. Also, mm-hmm. is, there anything, is there anything in the book that can help them identify? And if there isn't, could you share uh, just some things to help people identify with abuse, because they would say, you know, no, he just yells because he's frustrated or he's tired from work. And, and what does that look like? Are there anything mm-hmm. in the book that would help them with that? Um, absolutely. Um, there, there are many different ways of um, being of abuse actually showing up in relationships. And I do, um, through even my, this book is very transparent. It's very real about my particular Experiences and it shows mm-hmm. even through dating what that looks like in marriage what that looks like that looks like not only physical like you stated but it's also emotional um, mm-hmm. are they verbally abusive to you are they using um, tactics to make you feel uh, guilt or um, to make you feel like you cannot you know uh, that you you're superior like you're a subordinate you're not um, an equal are they um, Attacking your self-esteem. It can also even be financial. Are they were holding money uh, to make to, to to hold the power over you? 
That's abuse. Mm-hmm. So there's, and, and, and we talk about all of that even in this book, but there's many different instances. Um, are, are you being isolated? Are you feeling like you, it's certain things you can't watch or certain things that you can't, you know, do or certain places you can't go? That's abuse. Um, so abuse is about power and control. And anytime that shows up in the fashion that um, it makes you not feel like an equal or not feel like who you are, who you are that's abuse. And um, there are some real telltale signs in this book as well about what that is. So that was a great question that you asked. And, yes, absolutely, it is discussed in the book. And um, I hope some of those examples um, help to identify um, that as well. In uh, some marriages, later on, it's detected with certain, with the mate, it may be with the wife or with the husband, because the abuser does not have to be the male. It can be um, the female. Um, what would you suggest if we were discussing about counseling? Uh, in, but what do you suggest if you find out um, that your mate is struggling with um, uh, schizophrenia, bipolarism, you know, mm-hmm. where there's some mental health issues? Because abuse sometimes set in because people are unhealthy, and those are signs many times mm-hmm. does not show up until you are living with someone day to day. Regina, you just you just you just told my book. <laughs> oh, no. That is I'm, I'm I'm telling you everything that you have mentioned is absolutely um in this book and that is you're you're absolutely correct. If you un, if you understand that your spouse is dealing with uh some mental um issues and and and, and, and conditions and disorders, however it shows up um, definitely be forthcoming about anything that you see in counseling. Because, again, if you're not able to pick that up, there's somebody that may be able to, but they're going to need to hear exactly what's going on. And, two, right. make sure that you're safe. Make sure if because a, a lot of times, unfortunately, um, that is not a safe environment, um, depending on what's happening for you to be in, and you want to make sure that you're truthful about what's going on, everything that's going on, even if you feel that uh, this may not be anything. If you thought about it, it's something, no matter right, how big right. or how and small it, was, it is. Mm-hmm. And if it was someone else, if you saw it happening to someone else, what would you think about it? We have a tendency to view things differently when it's happening to us. Man, mm-hmm. I wish I had more time. But really, believe it or not, we are at the end. I'm like flying oh. to get this close out done. But thank you so much for being a part of the show. I got to run. Hey, guys, you've been listening to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. Be sure and plug in again next Sunday. We'll be there. You be there. Uh, Central Standard Time, 7 uh, Eastern. See you on tomorrow. Hey, to my girl, Princess Cooper. See you later. Thank you, Tamika. Have a good thank one, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. To break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain. To break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. There is power. Come on. Come on, you declare it. There is power. There is power, there is power in the name, in the name of Jesus. We know where it is to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Come on, say to break every, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power.
Break every chain, break every chain. 